Hi friend, welcome to Charge My Core, where we are all about navigating the journey of self-discovery together. My name is Susie and I'm determined to change the world by having vulnerable conversations and deep connection that goes beyond a screen. I will help you uncover who you are at your core with insightful discussions, inspiring guests, and interactive challenges to get you out of your scroll and into your soul. This podcast will help you strip back who you think you should be to remember the wildly capable human you already are. Think of it as a cup of tea, a hug, and a kick in the butt all at once. So while we're striving for more, let's take a minute to slow down and charge our core. Hi, welcome back to Charge My Core. This is the first episode of 2022. Two is my lucky number, so I have a feeling it's going to be a good one. I'm actually not feeling 100%. I'm testing negative for COVID, but I have some sort of cold happening. I, I feel off, but I'm showing up because I want to and because I think that this message is very timely. Today's pep talk episode is if you are wondering, could this change my life? So if you're having that feeling of could cold water swimming change my life? Could meditation change my life? Could a new exercise routine? Could becoming a business owner change my life? Whatever your this is, insert it as I am talking about could this change my life? Because I think it will be really helpful. And as always in the new year, right? Even if you aren't listening to this in the new year, I'm sure you can identify and vibe with the fact that There is always someone on the internet telling you that there is something that is going to change your life, whether it is a business, whether it is a new wellness product, whether it is a certain experience that that person has really enjoyed and they're encouraging you to do it, right? People are sharing their own lived experiences in a way that is amplified all the time. And people are also making money on social media by selling their lifestyles, their products. You know, this face cream is going to change your life. I'm sure you are tired of the cliche because I certainly am, but I use discernment. We're going to talk about discernment and how you can improve your discernment in this episode. We're also going to talk about digital overwhelm and digital overload, digital hoarding, which might be a new one for you. And then I'm going to ask you some questions that you can either journal on or ask yourself or do with a partner or a friend and talk about what is the change that you actually want to make that is personalized and unique to you and not just what you're hearing on the internet right now. So let's dive right in. Let's start with digital overload. Digital overload is the overwhelming feeling that comes from being constantly connected to and constantly bombarded by digital platforms and notifications. I've talked about in past episodes the power of turning your notifications off, and two-thirds of people actually never make any adjustment to the natural setting on their cell phone for notifications. So you're getting notifications for news articles and every single new app that you download and push notifications for emails and Instagram likes and comments. And no wonder that your phone is making you feel overwhelmed. So if you can kind of do an audit on what your notifications are and what are necessary for both 
your work life and your personal life, that is a great place to start. But digital overload or digital overwhelm, it's definitely not a new concept, but obviously because of the pandemic, people working from home, socializing from home, virtual school, there's so much going on and it's ongoing. It's really changed even businesses and business models that didn't once use the online space are now relying on it more heavily and we are in our personal life too. But back in 2012, Dr. Linda Shaw, who's a neuroscientist and a psychologist at Brunel University in London, told the BBC, we've really seen this incredible amount of info flooding us constantly. And the problem with info overload is that it's really new to the human brain. So think about, you know, back in the day when you're a caveman and you're out hunter, you're a hunter, you're a gatherer, you are looking for food, you are looking for shelter, you're keeping your family safe and warm, you're not getting all these inspirational quotes and sales pitches and DMs and emails. And this is new to our human brain, but our actual brain is quite ancient, right? Our brain is supposed to keep us safe. And so digital overwhelm is something that we are still looking into. The top researchers are still looking into it, doing studies on it, learning more about it, learning how to combat it, because there is also digital burnout, right? And burnout in general is a topic that we're talking about a lot more in 2021, 2022 than I've ever heard it before. So I think it's really important to set that stage to know that in general, this rhetoric that we hear of, oh, this product can change your life, this course will change your life, this experience will change your life. And I'm definitely not saying that I've never used that phrase before because my life has changed a lot and there's been a lot of catalysts for change in my life, right? Just some examples for me personally, reading personal development books, listening to podcasts, spirituality has changed my life. Having a gratitude practice has changed my life. Living abroad, being a business owner, digital unplugs and learning about digital wellness has changed my life. Self-awareness, just the concept, right? That's why Charge My Core is all about self-awareness and self-discovery in a digital world because I truly believe self-awareness and self-discovery are are the root of everything. An ADHD diagnosis changed my life. Exercise and nutrition routines changed my life. Being in an international relationship, the list goes on and on of things that I can genuinely say changed my life, right? And I know that there's more to come. Most recently, being a homeowner has changed my life. I am excited for a future and being a mother, and I know that will change my life again. So it's so, so important for us to always realize that there are things that will change our life, and there may be many multiple things that will change our life. But you have to remember that you are in control of the changes that you make. There are some changes in our life that we aren't in control of, right? But our response to them, we are in control of. So this is where discernment comes in, right? And this topic, we talked about a lot on the interview with Nicole. We talked about discernment on the internet. If you are a content creator or you are just a social media user, using discernment when it comes to your emotional intelligence and using discernment when it comes to your triggers. What triggers you online, right? There's this trend in 
the online world to give a trigger warning, right? So if you are talking about a subject that is triggering to someone's past trauma, like murder or rape or sexual assault or eating disorders or something that can really trigger a severe and intense emotional response from someone else, it is becoming social etiquette online to put a trigger warning, right? And there are arguments for and against that, that you have to be aware that there could be anything on the internet or that it's just respectful to set up, you know, sensitive topics like that. I'm interested to hear what you think. If you think trigger warnings on posts are important or if you think that it's your job as a user to understand that there may be things online that will trigger you or maybe you're somewhere in between. So discernment is actually the ability to obtain sharp perceptions or to judge well. So the process of discernment within judgment evolves going past the mere perception of something. This is the way it is, right? This is how it is. This is the experience. And making more nuanced judgments. So basically, it is really understanding how to judge, right? We say don't judge people, no judgment. But we are always judging things and situations and understanding and interpreting the information, right? And especially when we are online, right? When you're scrolling through Instagram, whether you know it or not, you are interpreting and judging the information that you are seeing, right? We know from good old Donald Trump, I hope you know that's sarcastic, uh, that it's fake news, right? So he says fake news, fake news, all this fake news. But it is true that literally anyone can put anything on the internet. So that might be the one thing that I agree with Donald Trump on. Sorry, not sorry, but I want to make a little list for you of questions that you can ask yourself if you are trying to improve your own discernment. So you are trying to make a change, whether it's a change in your wellness, a change in your relationship, a change in your physical location, a change in your career, right? Whatever it is, you need to use self-discovery and discernment, and self-compassion, right? You need to be kind to yourself as you go through this process. So these are the tips that I have, especially in the new year, when you are discerning changes to make in your own personal life. So number one is what am I repeatedly complaining about? So this could be complaining out loud. This could be complaining in your internal dialogue. So maybe you're always complaining. Why am I always so tired? Why do I have no energy? I wish I had more time to travel. I wish I didn't work so much. I wish I wasn't always so stressed. I wish I felt more confident in myself or my body. So think about, really be honest with yourself. What is the thing or things that you are complaining about the most, right? And this could, again, be out loud or in your internal experience. And then ask yourself, number two, is who am I comparing myself to? Who makes me feel jealous, right? Who who triggers that emotion of jealousy, Or who really inspires me, right? So who are the people around me, whether in the media, in my personal life, in my larger social circles, (laughs) got to get those words out there, who am I comparing myself to or looking up 
to because that can be a great indicator of the change that you are desiring to make. Number three is have I tried a low buy-in method of making this change? So let's use one example through all of these questions. I think that will be a little easier. So let's do one that I hear all the time, especially for people who are wanting to change their exercise and eating habits. So why am I always so tired, right? So have I tried low buy-in methods of change? So first of all, right, like getting more energy. Are there podcasts that are focused specifically on improving your sleep? Are there books that are on improving sleep, getting more energy, right? Are there Facebook groups? Can you try simple, healthy habits, right, that you know improve energy levels, which would be, you know, drinking more water, getting to bed earlier, less screen time before bed, increasing your steps, your exercise, if you're able, right? So number four, that's number three, have I tried those low buy-in methods, right? So either inexpensive things that you can purchase or free things that you can start doing and changing your own behavior. Then number four is have I researched online coaches, support, communities, courses that I could invest in, right? Because if you are constantly complaining about having no energy, and of course, of course, there are exceptions. There are exceptions to every rule, right? And you have to use your discernment to realize that. But there are exceptions like having a newborn baby, you know, having a chronic illness, these things that are always going to drain your energy, right? So, I'm saying for kind of a a normal, healthy person, have I researched how to get support, how to invest in support in this specific area? That's number four. Number five, is this a recommendation, right? So whatever it is that you're wanting to change, is this just because you hear everyone else around you talking about it, right? Or is this something that, I actually want to change, right? So you could think, oh, everyone's talking about cold water swimming or everyone's talking about, you know, running marathons or my family got really into this. My siblings got into this or my best friend is doing this. So just really discerning if this is something that came from you or it came from outside influence. And if it's coming from outside influence, Ask yourself, do I value this person's opinion, right? If you are trying or wanting to change something, not every change that we try or give a go is something that we thought of, right? If you value someone's opinion and they're like, you should really try this. If you value their opinion and you're willing to give it a try, why not, right? But if you're like, oh, I don't really want to take advice from you, right? Then... Why? Don't listen. Don't listen. Be like, oh yeah, that's nice. And go about your business. Number six is, do I have a plan of action to follow through with this change? So it's all well and good to say, okay, yeah, in the new year, I want to have more energy, right? 
How are you going to do that? What steps are you going to take? And again, mapping out your goals and mapping out the areas you want to improve on look different for everyone. Some people love a spreadsheet, love organization, love all those types of things. Some people are more loosey-goosey like me. (laughs) I have ADHD and I don't like things to be like, you must do this at this at this, right? But I know that if I really want to make it a habit, I do need some structure. So finding that happy medium for you to do you have a plan of action, right? So maybe it is that you are going to incorporate, you know, a certain amount of water each day and you are going to move your bedtime, the time you normally go to sleep, 30 minutes earlier every week for six weeks and then see if going to bed, you know, three hours earlier is really making a difference for you. That's the number six, the plan of action. Number seven, am I willing to fail, give up, and dust myself off? So is this something that I want bad enough that I am willing to fail at it in order to get it, right? And I had to ask myself this with the UK driving test, right? If you are a regular listener, you probably know that I am learning to drive in the UK. I'm 31 years old. I've been driving in the United States since I was 16, but I need to get a new license because it's on the other side of the road. There's different signs, all of that, yada, yada. So I had to ask myself when I began this, because I know many expats that fail the UK driving test Am I willing to fail? Because does it mean enough to me that I'm willing to fail, that I'm willing to try? And the answer is yes. Yeah? So ask yourself that before you begin, because then if you do it and you give up or you stumble or you skip out on a few days, if you know at the start that you are willing to fail at it and try again, then you will, right? If you give up and then you're like, oh man, I knew I was going to do this. You have like a really negative mindset about it and you kind of catch yourself by surprise, then you're probably just not going to do it, right? Because change takes time and change is not easy. Number eight is using more discernment in your life. You have to check in on your emotions. How do certain actions and changes make you feel, right? You need to understand context. So one of the examples that I think is really important is gratitude, right? Gratitude is something that has exploded in the last 10 years. Everyone talks about gratitude and gratitude journaling and how we have to, you know, live in a state of gratitude. And it becomes one of those things that it's like people say it so much that you almost don't want to do it because you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I know that. Like everyone talks about being grateful. Everyone talks about writing three things down that you're grateful for. But do you understand the science behind it? Do you understand the why? So not only are are you willing to fail at this, but number eight is check in on your emotions and understand the context around the change that you're making. Do some research. Do the legwork of understanding. And the last one, number 10, is a very important question. Is it true Is this a fact or is this true for me? Is this my lived experience? So is this a fact or is this my opinion? 
is this my lived experience? And there's nothing wrong with our lived experience, right? But I think it's really important, especially in a podcast like this, where as your host, I love to include my own experiences. I love to hear your feedback and tailor episodes that are things that you need help with. But that's why I ask a lot of questions on the podcast, because I don't want to assume I know how you feel and your lived experience or how you interpret self-discovery or how you interpret the digital world. It's my show. So of course I can say whatever I want, right? But I think it's so important that in this world of online coaches and gurus and you know thought leaders that we all have take all advice. Take all advice with a grain of salt. Have you heard that before? Take advice with a grain of salt. I cannot give you the perfect advice, right? No one can. Gratitude can change your life. Absolutely. Reading personal developments can change your life. Absolutely. Living abroad, being in an international relationship. So many of the examples that I said for my own life, they could absolutely change your life too. But I believe with my whole heart that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. I love that quote. So you can hear about a million different things that will change your life, but only you can discern whether you actually want to do that or not. And maybe you want to do it or you keep hearing about it, but you know for whatever reason, and you trust yourself because you're learning to trust your intuition and live in tune like my good friend Liz Roberta's book's all about, right? It's coming out in a few days. Listen to her episode if you haven't yet. But yes, you trust that the changes that you're making are the ones that you should be making right now. And you could start a gratitude journal that would absolutely change your life right now. I did it when I lived in Thailand and I was going through an extremely devastating heartbreak and it literally got me out of bed every day. Knowing that I had to find those three good things, even when I was like in that space where if you look at something too long, you stare at something, you cry, right? I was in that space. I was heartbroken. And my gratitude journal literally saved me. So yes, I believe gratitude can change your life. And have I taken that practice with me forever? Yes. But do I write three things I'm grateful for every single day now? No. And do I notice the negativity bias coming back more? Yes, because I'm a human being, not a human doing, not a robot, not an inspirational post or quote, right? I'm a human being behind this microphone. Every single person who you listen to, who you read their books, who you're inspired by, they are projecting their own experience on whatever it is they're telling you. And that there's nothing wrong with that. But you have to take it with a grain of salt. And that's why the last step of discerning changes to make in your own life is, is this true or is it true for me? Such a powerful question. So I'll run through those questions one more time. So the first one is when you're discerning changes to make in your own life. Number one, what am I repeatedly complaining about? Number two, who am I comparing myself to or who makes me feel jealous or who makes me feel inspired? Number three, have I tried a low buy-in method for making this change? Number four, have I researched online coaches, support, or communities I could invest in for this change? Number five, is this a recommendation of someone else close to me? And if I value their opinion, am I willing to try it, right? So that's kind of a, a multifaceted one. 
is is this something I want to change or this is, is this just based on someone else's experience, right? Number six, do I have a plan of action to follow through? Number seven, am I willing to fail, give up, dust myself off, and try again? You can dust it off and try again, try again. Number eight, am I checking in on my emotions? How do talking about it, thinking about it make me feel? When I try it, how does it make me feel? Number nine, do I understand the context of this change? And number 10, Is it true or is it true for me, right? I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I said, I haven't felt my best this week, so I'm proud of showing up. And I just want to remind you how valuable your feedback is. If you like the episode, share it on social media, screenshot, tag me, send me a DM. If we are connected in a personal way, send me a text. Tell me which episodes you like, what style of episodes you like to hear, what you want to hear more of. Your feedback is so valuable because remember, when you create a podcast, you're literally by yourself in your house. So the more feedback, the better. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Charge My Core. If you vibed with this episode, take a screenshot and post it on your Instagram stories and tag me at enthusiasm because if you connected with this episode, then I bet your friends will too. Together, we can figure out how to charge up ourselves as much as we charge our devices. Until next time, focus on less scroll and more soul.